Hey, so glad you're here today. And um, we did a series uh, a couple years ago. Well, no, it was last year. It was last year. It was last year uh, called Questions Jesus Asked, and where we talked about that Jesus was not only a great storyteller, that Jesus asked these, these incredible questions of people, that he would ask probing questions, questions that were in your face, questions that seemed like really ridiculous, obscure questions. And whenever Jesus asked a question, it wasn't like he was trying to gather information because he didn't know. He was asking questions to take whoever would answer it on a journey. Like he was going to go and pinpoint and say things and do things, and he was leading them somewhere. And so we did this series last year, Questions Jesus Asked. We loved it so much. We felt like it went over so well. We had a bunch of questions that we didn't get to, that we wanted to do. Like we'd had a list of questions, so we decided we would do Questions Jesus Asked, even title it, we could title it today, More Questions Jesus Asked, and we could keep this thing going on for years, to be honest with you. So anyway, so that was a joke. I'm just going to say this. Can I be transparent here? You guys are flat. <laughs> All right? I'm just going to tell you, between, if, I, if you come to both services, if you come to both services, you guys are flat. I don't know if it's because at 930. I don't know if it's because football started back and you're staying up late. I have no idea. But if you don't laugh today, we're going to preach a long time, okay? We're going to go on. We're going to go on for hours. We're going to lock the doors. Anyway, no, if you're a guest today, hey, let's, let's, let's be a little lively here today. Let's, let's be excited about what the Lord's doing and who he is. And so the question for the day is, who do you say that I am? Who do you say I am? And anyway, so I want to talk to you about, about names, all right? Uh, I'm going to list the popular names in 2023. These are popular names, uh, uh, baby names. And I just read this off the internet, so if your name's not listed, don't get offended. If you had a kid this year and you didn't name him this, not my fault. All right, anyway, great. Guys, Liam, Noah, Oliver, James, Elijah. Those are, those are girls, Ava, Olivia, which I thought was interesting. You had Oliver and Olivia, Emma, Mia, and Eloise. You know, the funny thing about names is we're known by names. We're known by, we're known by our names. Uh, and that, uh, as a matter of fact, I, we, have, we have several names. You probably have several names. You've got your first name. You've got your full name. My name's Gary. Some people call me pastor. Some people, on rare occasions, will call me reverend. And they're going, why not more? Because I'm not worthy of it, I think. But some people call me Big G, G-Man, G-Money. And I don't know why they get G-Money, but because I ain't got none. <laughs> some people call me Papa G, Dad. And on occasion, I'm called Deer. Hello, Deer. That's sometimes a good thing and a bad thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> We forget names. We forget names. Sometimes we forget names. And it's so funny to me. I, I saw somebody from the church who's been coming to church this week in, 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 in public. I saw them and I was, I was trying to remember their name, and I thought I had it. You ever do this? Oh, it's like, I tell people, it's like your mind's like a Rolodex. You know, old Rolodex used to be the thing. You had the names on, and you're twisting, you're turning, you're trying to do it there. Anyway, and this person's name was Tony. And I said, see you, Troy. <laughs> And I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And it wasn't, it wasn't for like 10 minutes later, I went, that was the wrong. I laughed about that all day anyway, but I thought I'd done so good. But we forget names. And it's funny when we forget names, you ever, you ever forget somebody's name? Maybe somebody in church, you see them all the time. You may be sitting beside them. You sat down today and you thought, I wish I knew their name. And you're looking around, and you're wondering who can tell me their name. You ever do that? This is, this, I'm, I'm good at it. Really good. 
And so we come up with names like, hey, man, hey, bud, bud, hey, bro. That's what we do, brother. If you're in church, you want to use, you don't know anybody's name, use brother. Hey, brother. That sounds really spiritual. <laughs> Girls, you do it too. Hey, girl. What's up, sister? You know, we got these names. Just you do those things. I'm going to give you a name. If you don't never know what to do, to call somebody their name. Just call them Big Smooth. What's up, Big Smooth? <laughs> when they come forward, you know, I don't know their name. I said, Lord, be with Big Smooth today. Just help them. And the story today, Jesus says, who do you say I am? See, Jesus had many names. Teacher, master, Lord, rabbi. Jesus called himself the son of man. He called himself the son of God. Messiah. He had a bunch of names. And he asked this question, who do you say that I am? Odd question. Now, Jesus isn't wanting to know how popular he is. He's not wanting to see how many likes he has on Facebook or anything like that, if people are liking his teaching. He, he's got a point and, and a reason why he's asking this. And so here's the context. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then Jesus asked them, but who do you say that I am? And in the, in the background going on here, it seems like an odd thing to do, but in the background, Jesus takes them to Caesarea Philippi, and, and I'm going to show you a couple of pictures here of what was going on. There were a lot of gods there. They, they were a town that believed in a lot of gods. As a matter of fact, this is an old picture of just what they, they had, the temple of Zeus, and we've heard of Zeus, and then they had the court of Pan. Pan was this god, uh, a god of the wild, uh, a, a god of, uh, of perversion, uh, believing, uh, they believed in a lot of stuff there, but this, this god, and, and, and so they believed a lot of gods, and so Jesus is asking this question in the midst of a lot of gods, hey, who do you think I am? Because I've made these claims about myself, so who do you say that? Who are people saying I am? Jesus is drawing a line in the sand. There's a lot of gods here, but who do you say that I am? And then we get this next slide, is that even in, in, around there, they got all these temples. That They had this cave there that they thought was the gate or the, the, the entrance into Haiti, the entrance into the underworld that Pan would go into, and they'd have all the kinds of shrines and everything there. So Jesus picks this spot where they've got a bunch of gods, and where they believe is like the gates of hell, and Jesus is going to make a statement. So when Jesus asks this question, Jesus is always asking questions, not for information or not just to make conversation. He's asking questions for transformation, that our lives will be transformed when we follow him. So here's the first point about this, this, this question. You and I have to do something with Jesus. You and I have to do something with Jesus, that, that Jesus makes these claims about himself, that he's the son of God. He made a claim that, hey, that I, there's no one, no way to get to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. You and I have to do something with Jesus. We just can't say, well, it's no big deal. We can't ignore it. We, and you think, well, I can, but I, I'm just telling you, you can't do so without there being any ramifications of that. And so the scripture here, you and I have to do something with Jesus. Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And so many times, so many people think that Jesus is, he's just one of many ways. 
That he's one of many gods. That, that he's one of many, and it really doesn't matter whether you believe in Jesus or somebody else. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Aren't they all the same thing? And I want you to watch this for a second. You believe in one God, I assume, but there, there are about 3,000 to choose from. You deny one less God than I do. You don't believe in 2,999 gods, uh -huh. and I don't believe in just one more. Right. And that sounds really good. Well, you know, you just believe in all of them. There's 2,000 gods. Well, can't we believe them all? Can't we just believe? And if you're here today, I'm not here to put down Ricky Gervais. I'm not. Look, I promise you I'm not. I'm not here to put down anybody. I'm just drawing this statement out that you've got to do something with Jesus. We can't believe they're all the same because they don't all teach the same things. To believe them all means to deny some. Is everybody with me on this? If Jesus said, hey, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, then he's either right or he's not right. As a matter of fact, Jesus is either a liar, he's either lying, or he's crazy, he's a lunatic, or he is exactly who he says he is, and he's the Lord. Well, here's the thing, if he's the Lord... If he really is who he says he is, if he's the son of God, if, he, if he's the one who died and rose from the dead, if he's the one and he promises life to us and we've built our whole life, then it matters what you and I believe. Now, I'm gonna, every analogy breaks down here. Every analogy breaks down, but, but I want to share something with you. Let's just take this, this whole concept that you can believe whatever you want with, with a simple act of stop sign. What if we all believe that you don't have to stop at the stop sign? But everybody can just go whenever they want to go. Now, how many you think that would be a good thing? That would be a disaster. I know some of you go, I don't stop, stop, signs anyway. But anyway, that would be a disaster. That would be sad. If everybody, if there was no stop, and everybody said, I just go when I want to go. I believe I can do, go whenever I want to go. I can do whatever I want. That would be, a, and it would cause chaos, and it would cause harm, and it would be bad. Every analogy breaks down. But I'm telling you, you've got to do something with Jesus Christ. You've got to do something. It matters what you believe. It makes a big difference. Well, here's the second thing. Is that we're all saying something about Jesus. Jesus is asking us, who do we say he is? And we're all saying something about Jesus. I'm going to tell you a story. It's not very flattering about me. Those are the ones you like the most, I know. But anyway, I used to be in my 20s. I had terrible anger issues. Y'all know that? I've shared it. I had terrible anger issues. And I, look, I, I could get mad and that anyway, and bless and I was in my 20s, so cut me some slack here. And we were having a problem with someone in, a ser in the service industry that they weren't, they weren't helping us the way I felt like they needed to. I'm trying to paint. I'll just tell you, I felt like someone was ripping me off. You ever been there? And so we're riding over there. And Leslie, we get out of the car, and Leslie looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm turning my shirt inside out. Because I had a, I had a Christian slogan on the front. <laughs> I had a Christian slogan on the front. I said, I'm not going to give Jesus a bad name here. <laughs> Turned it around. I thought, she said, what are you doing? I said, look, this is about to get ugly. I think it's going to get ugly right here. And I know that's not the way to do it. And in and, and hindsight, I should have just had more self-control and believed in the Holy Spirit and everything. But in that moment... I didn't want to say anything bad and give Jesus a bad name. Everybody with me? 
We're all saying something about Jesus Christ. We are. We're all saying something about him. And, and I'm going to give you, when I say this, I'm going to give you three things here because our lives are basically a nutshell of three things. Thoughts, words, and actions. You're all saying something. We're all saying something about Jesus Christ in these three areas. It doesn't matter. It's every day of your life. Thoughts, words, actions. It's just those three things. Nothing else. Thoughts, words, actions. So let's talk about your thoughts. What are you saying about Jesus Christ in your thought life? If we could go to that slide with a scripture about thoughts. It says we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I'm going to talk about your thoughts for a second. We, we did a, a series on, you know, our thoughts being like a, a path that takes us somewhere. Most sin happens in, in, the, in the thought life before it happens anywhere else. And so many times our thought lives, man, we haven't taken them captive. They're not obedient to Christ. And I'm, I'm going to give you a couple, a couple examples. One, negative thoughts. Hear me on this. Some of the biggest hindrances to you following Jesus Christ is the negative thoughts. And hear me, it's not that you think about others, it's what you think about yourself. I was sitting there this morning, sitting right there. And I had all these thoughts that the enemy is bringing in my mind of all the things that I'm not. And all the things that I did wrong this week. And I'm going to share something with you. There's a lot of things that I'm not. And there's a lot of things that you're not. But let me tell you what you are. You are forgiven. I'm forgiven. You are loved. I am loved. You are valued by the God of the universe. He cares about you. And he cares about me. And so you've got to, you've got, you've got to have your thoughts represent and be obedient to Christ. But not only, not only thoughts that are negative, but I'm talking about sinful thoughts that, we, that we've got to stop our thoughts from wandering into to sinfulness or, or maliciousness, thoughts we think about other people, uh, thoughts that, that we just let roam and, and, and just we've got, to, we've got to stop. Because here's the thing, in your thought life, your thought life determines a lot of times what your words will be and what your actions will be. And so you and I have to to control our thought life. And here's the thing. You are saying something about Jesus with the thoughts you think. I know you're thinking, well, I can't control my thoughts. Yes, that's true. You can't control all your thoughts, but you can stop them. You don't have to let them run and just go on and on. You know what I'm talking about? They just go on and on, this thought life, and I'm just going to run and run and run and run. No, you got you to stop. Stop. I'm going to stop. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me to stop. And you start thinking about things that are good and positive and everything like that. That's what you do. The second thing is with our words, with our words, that you and I, one of the biggest ways that we will, we will bring down the name of Jesus is with our words. Because usually if you have negative thoughts, it leads to negative words. If you have malicious thoughts, it leads to malicious words. If you have mean thoughts, it leads to mean words. That this whole cycle, that if you don't have your thoughts being obedient to Christ, if you're not stopping your thought life, then it's going to immediately just jump out. It's gonna, and you ever do that? You're like, you say something, you're like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where, where I, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, it came, it came from your heart. That's what Jesus said. And James gives us an example of just this battle with our words. That people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. 
but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless, it is restless and evil full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. We'll come in here and we'll sing, we'll raise our hands to the Lord, and we'll, and we'll get in the car and just ream each other out. You know what I'm talking about? Before we even made it to the house, we've, we've said something we wish we wouldn't. Or a lot of times it's before we get here. Come on, let's go. Get in the car. We're going to worship God. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. We're praising Him today. Come on. What's wrong with y'all? We do, we do, we do. And it's just this whole thing. And it doesn't just happen with our families. It happens at work, on the ball field. I told you that years ago that uh, I was coaching at, you know, Newton County Rec, and I sent a letter out to a lot of guys from the church of coaching. We, we had kind of like made this pact that we were going to shine like lights and everything like that and, and you know, be, be a good example. And for the most part, I was. But in this one game... It was tight, and, and anyway, and one of the guys was there. I didn't know he was there, but there was a calls made, and, and, and I started yelling at the umpire. I went, come on, blue, and he, he brought it up to me. He said, hey, man, I thought we were, I was like, yeah, you're right. It happens real quick. Hold on, so I'm going to go back, Chad, and finish that verse out. No, I'm going to go back, yeah, right there. He says, surely, brothers, this is not right. And so we've, we've got to think about the words. You're saying something about Jesus with your words. Let's let it be good. Let's let it be good things. Let's, let's, hold it, let's, let's, let's control our thought life, and then that will lead, lead into our words. And then finally, it's going to go into our actions. This past week, um, the principal from Herd Mixon came over here, and she came over here to thank us. Look, it was super humbling. Like, if you know me, like, it was super humbling. It's not, it's not about me, and it's not even about Eastridge. But she handed me a little certificate on a piece of paper. She said, hey, thank you for, for all you do. And she handed me, the, oh, look, I'm telling you something. She handed me the certificate. And she said, I know it's not much. And I said, hey, we feel like God's placed us here to help you guys. Look, it got real quiet in that moment. Because that's what we believe. That's what I believe. I believe God's place is here. Our actions are either promoting the name of Jesus Christ or they're tearing it down. Let's be promoters of it. Let's promote the name of Jesus. Look at this scripture right here. Jesus said, they said, you're the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on its stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. That's what we want to do. That's what we want. That's what we want it to be. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. So that everyone will praise your Father, your Heavenly Father. That we live in such a way that, man, when man, when our deeds are good, when our acts are good, when 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 we are doing what God's called us to do, we're following Him, we're serving, putting other people first, man, it is a light. It's a light, and people are drawn to it, and they see it. And so you and I are all saying something about Jesus every day in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. Look, let's let it be positive. Let's be, let it be promoting. Let's lift up the name of Jesus in all those areas, and let's cut ourselves some slack when the enemy's starting to want to tear us down of everything we're not. Say, no, 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 that's not true. So let me ask you this question. 
Who do you say that Jesus is? Who are you saying he is? Like if I went through those and you, you started going through those, my words, I'm sorry, my thoughts, my words, my actions, who am I saying Jesus is? Am I saying he's the son of God? Am I saying he's just a good teacher? Somebody I kind of like. Someone I think has some pretty cool sayings. Someone I come to when I'm in a jam. Or is he really the son of God? Jesus finishes out this after they say that. He, he finishes out this. He, said, he t- tells Simon, Simon says, hey, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, uh, and, and Jesus says, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father has revealed this to you. Reveal the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. He is who He says He is. He's one who they've been looking for, and I believe He's the one who we've all been looking for. He said, you didn't learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. And Jesus stands at the cave, the cave of where it was the gate to Hades, the gate to the underworld, and Jesus says that when you and I live in such a way that we promote the name of Jesus, the powers of hell can't conquer it. That's what Jesus is calling us to, that we would live in such a way that we would say, he's, he's the son of God. I'm following him. I'm trying to pattern my life around him I, in, my, in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions. Man, I'm trying to say, you're, you're the son of God. You're everything I've been looking for, and I'm following you. And when we live in such a way, man, even the, the gates of hell are not big enough that Jesus can snatch people out, and that's what he wants to do. And then Jesus goes on to say, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. He gives us this authority that, man, he is going to work in our lives. He's going to work in our lives. When you and I lift up the name of Jesus, he's, he's going to work in your lives in ways you never dreamed. But we've got to do some work on our end with our thoughts our words and our actions. But you live in that such a way consistently, you're going to see him work. So here's the question of the day. Who do you say that he is? Who do you say he is? Not just when you're here. Who do you say he is on Monday? Who do you say he is when nobody's looking? When nobody's around? I wrote down a couple of things in my connect card. If you'd grab your connect card, there's a, there's, a, there's a next step at the top here. This says, I want to speak to someone about following Jesus. Maybe you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ today. We would love to talk to you. I was even thinking about this. You may want to check that, that box today, and we, we will get with you this week. But maybe today you can't wait. See, when I accepted Christ, I couldn't wait. I'm just telling you, I couldn't wait. When I accepted Christ, I remember when the song was being sung. I, I went forward. I, it was like I, I just couldn't wait. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I, I had found who I was looking for is Jesus Christ. And so we're going to have a time of decision. Maybe it's a time that you want to speak to someone today. Leslie and I will be here down front. We'd love to talk to you. But for the rest of us, I want you to Think about your life in these three words, thoughts, words, and actions. And pick one of them you're going to work on this week. And I'm going to pray for you. I promise you, I'm going to pray for you. You're, just going to, you're going to write, you just write on your connect card and you write thoughts. I'll pray for you in your thought life. Words, 
I pray for your words. Actually, you may write all three. Look, that'd be more power to it. Who do you say he is? Let's say he's the Christ. Let's not just say it on Sunday. Let's say it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and see what the Lord does in our life. I'm going to pray for you. Father, we come to you knowing that the way we live, the way we think, what we say, what we do, that it all, it all matters. It matters what we believe. And Lord, the same question you asked then, you're asking now, who do we say that you are? Father, I pray for the person here today that's never placed their faith in you. That today is the day that they understand this. You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And then, Lord, I pray for the rest of us. With our words, our thoughts, our actions. That, Lord, we would be more committed. That Lord, we would be more disciplined. That our desire would be to lift your name up more than any other name. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand if you have a decision to make? I'd love to, love to pray with you down front or maybe you just want to come to the front and pray by yourself. Anyway, if the Lord's moving you, please come.